0: hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the gut wrench podcast i'm your host mocha let me try that one again i'm your host mocha take two i'm your host mocha that's better all right put that one in the final cut what do you mean you're not going to edit this Well, I'm not gonna edit it. That's what I pay you for. Listen, just... Just stop, okay? Before I throw you out of my room, and for that matter, out of my life, okay? Because I've had about enough of you people walking into my life and then saying, Oh, yeah, I'm half-Jewish. Of course I can write you a good joke. (laughs) That was... That was me sneezing, <laughs> oh shoot for those of you who didn't who didn't get that joke, that was a family guy reference, <laughs> so Stewie for whatever reason he's <laughs> so stewie for whatever reason he's uh he's playing the trumpet or the one of those horned instruments i think it's the french horn or the trumpet or something and um he ends up blowing into the french horn so hard that uh he farts he fought he farts he farts Who? what am i british now <laughs> and whenever he farts he he looks at the class who seem to just scoot their chairs back and then he says, yes, that was, um, uh, that was me farting. <laughs> so, so, it's hilarious. Today, well, I, I okay, so, <clears throat> here's a story. So, a uh, little bit of a story time before we get started here. So, I looked and tried to scour the internet for pretty much, one or another um I tried to find any and every <clears throat> every good R Truth match that I could find. But it is extremely hard to find someone like R Truth who hasn't had really a bunch of matches and he hasn't he really hasn't had his opportunity at the w w e championship um and we'll talk about that <coughs> in um in a moment i suppose you could say but he's never really had a a championship match of the caliber of like having the wwe championship match our truth wasn't even ranked within the top 500 if i remember correctly i don't remember seeing his name anywhere on the top 500 list and i looked through all of them maybe it's because he hasn't wrestled this year or whatever it is where he hasn't wrestled enough rather Haven't seen enough of him. Maybe I should check the top 500 from this year. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of this pay-per-view, the name of this event. (coughs) They make it extremely clear that it takes place on Father's Day. They make it extremely freaking clear that they're at the nation's capital because they don't shut up about those two... um, those two things right there, I'm lucky, you're lucky, rather. I didn't put up a Father's Day counter and a um, Washington, D.C. counter so that I could count the number of times that they say Washington, D.C., and then count the number of times that they say... <coughs> not, not the coughing noise but count the number of times that they say Washington DC and count the number of Father's Day references that they end up making and yes there will be some dad jokes on Father's Day <coughs> open of <up> the show <coughs> I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen I got a, like I got like a phlegm in my throat and I can't get rid of it the open of the show shows a crazed look in R-Truth's face as echoes in the background say, <clears throat> you've went off the deep end in John Cena's voice. So, the usually, WWE opens their pay-per-views with something like, tonight, a new champion. And then it'll like zoom in on all the competitors who are vying for that title, you know, will be crowned. And then it'll show the cha- the current champion, and you know, you'll you'll see like a whole bunch of uh, highlights from the past weeks, the pending weeks rather. <coughs> <coughs> And then it'll show, like, what happened, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago to get us to this point. And that's kind of what you get here. You get our who is, by the way, at his best. Ron Truth Killings, um, at his absolute best. Because this right here is how you make someone look strong, look good. And for that matter, <clears throat> as a heel look very very convincing for the gimmick that he came up with or for that matter that they came up with him that they came up for him if they did I mean I don't know who's responsible for the gimmick the reason that we're talking about our truth is because last week I was looking through my twitter feed and by the way my twitter is back but that I basically had to make a new one so follow me on twitter at p1 underscore b as in the second letter in the alphabet p1 underscore b b a y so I had to change it a little bit you know but the premise is the same and this year for Halloween I'm going as Malachi Black So, I'll be doing a few vignettes, maybe. Um, I'll see where my editing skills take me, because I have paid for an editing software through May 2023. So, we'll see exactly what it is that I can come up with, and stay tuned for my Twitter and my Instagram. It will also be on my Instagram, despite the fact that some of my family is on my Instagram, and I would prefer that they not know that I have a... podcast where I sometimes talk about my mom because I know that I'll never hear the end of that anyway had that been the case our truth um is really strong here and he looks extremely good here but we get this just our truth says there's a conspiracy Look around you. He says, little Jimmy is all around you. John Cena's there. John Cena says, there is no conspiracy. R-Truth says, isn't it ironic that we're in the birthplace of the propaganda and scandal? And of course, it gives you like, it shows you like, <clears throat> JFK in the motorcade as he's walking down the, not walking, but driving down the Texas school book, school book depository, and it shows like the footage, uh, <clears throat> of like Reagan hugging some woman, and, uh, Marilyn Monroe, I think her name is, you uh, know, bringing President John F. Kennedy some cake, you know, that whole scandal happened. Happy birthday to you because he was having an affair with Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <coughs> Nonetheless, if I don't stop singing that song, <coughs> then I'm probably going to get sued by Warner Brothers. And that's a story for another time. For another time is what I mean to say. Not another Tom. Whoever Tom is. <coughs> we open the contest. We op our opening contest, rather, is for the United States Championship. They bring up the fact that Dolph Ziggler has 82 pins in his college wrestling career, um, which was a record at the time, and it probably still is. <coughs> as Dolph Ziggler the challenger for the United States Championship faces off against the champion Kofi Kingston and straight out the straight out the gate they talk about scandal and and stuff of that nature it, Ziggler has a non-title uh victory over Kofi and um that's how it landed him in this match right here and the commentary team won't shut up about certain things, and um, one of those things is the fact that R-Truth thinks that there's a conspiracy theory against him, when there is no conspiracy. R-Truth is just crazy, I swear, he's he's went off the deep end, just like John Cena said earlier, um, <clears throat> there can't be a conspiracy against R-Truth. What do you guys think? Anyway, what they end up doing is um, I gave this match four out of five stars and the ending of it is really, really good because Dolph Ziggler keeps hitting these big moves. Keeps uh, hitting these big moves with uh, Vicky Guerrero getting involved. At one point, she rakes Kofi Kofi Kingston in the eye while the referee's not looking. Referee turns around and gets to see about 0.8 of a second of, I mean, it's almost like if you were to watch it frame by frame, the referee just turning around, and then Vicky almost immediately putting her hands down, like having her hands in Kofi's eyes, and then she was like, what? I wasn't doing anything, and then the referee's like, ah, you kids talk about Vicky. okay <clears throat> so <clears throat> the commentary team talk about Vicky. she says she looks uh great after being on a diet but Jerry Lawer says she should go on a hunger strike and Jerry Lawer also says if Vicki was a building in Washington DC she would be condemned holy crap He's a little bit of a savage here, if you will. You know, these are things I I feel like he should tweet to her. But nonetheless, I gave it four out of five stars. And you want to talk about scandal? Vicky literally raked this man's eyes. We saw a new United States champion in Dolph Ziggler. Our truth gets out of a limo, and Josh Matthews. Gets invited to a big party. Our truth is going. To attempt. He tries to. Talk to Eve. He tries to talk to Eve Torres. Who says that. Truth. I don't even know who you are anymore. And then he makes it extremely clear. That you don't know who I am anymore. I don't know who you are anymore. You know he's like. Trying to. Basically, call her a skank. I guess you could say. He says, get out of my face. <laughs> Ain't nobody know who I am anymore. <laughs> he walks away <laughs> talking to himself. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. Our truth every opportunity that the camera's in front of him, he's all the time like he's his mouth is moving and no words are coming out. I wish I could show you guys right now exactly what it is that he's saying, like it or not what he's saying, but like how his mouth moves and then his eyes go up and down and it almost looks like that he, he's some sort of a paranoid, you know Somebody trying to come and get me Who's that? In that wig <laughs> You know, like he's just Every time that the camera comes to him, he's always like <laughs> He plays it so well. Asking the Miz about Alex Riley. Um an interview with Todd Gresham where Um Todd Gresham asking the Miz about Alex Riley, A Rod. Um Miz says he's that Alex is nothing more than a bag carrier carrying loser. Miz says that, uh, Alex Riley is an embarrassment and a failure. So, the match itself, uh, and the story that led up to it was basically like The Miz and Alex Riley, and, um, it was one almost like the whole Daniel Bryan, um, Miz story, except I feel as though that they did this one a lot better, because, the fact that The fact that the Miz really plays his part really good and he just honestly shines so well every time that he's on camera he's like I'm the victim I'm the guy who would have been WWE champion had it not been for that lackey Alex Riley, had he not done what he did, and instead of stepping out of line and knowing his place, he decided it was a good idea to attack me. And what did the Miz do? The Miz shoved his palm in Alex's face and then basically said, You're nobody. You're nothing without me. Which, okay, sure. You're the victim, Miz. You're the man who didn't ask for this, right? That's why you're getting your ass kicked. And I gave it four out of five stars. So already, the name of the event, in case I I don't remember saying it, is Capital Punishment 2011. Which they only had one Capital Punishment. If I remember correctly. Miz versus Alex Riley, and I gave it four out of five stars. And Michael Cole put his foot in his mouth. He, he gets up out of the commentaries desk, out of the commentaries table. And then he's basically admonishing Alex Riley, telling Riley what a disappointment he is. He's like, this man has been your mentor. He's been like a father figure to you. And you're going to... No, wait, please. Your problem is with The Miz, not with me. And then... uh. Arod rod ends up, like, just decking Michael Cole right in the face. <clears throat> so, then we get our first, like I said, there will be dad jokes. I guess you could say this is our first dad joke of the evening. Hopefully it's the last one. But, <laughs> the first thing <laughs> that we get... Is this unintentional recap of what happened two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw? From this point, I suppose you could say. And the reason that I call it unintentional rather is because it it seems so poorly set up. So we get this Barack Obama impersonator. Yes. We are in our nation's capital. They make that abundantly clear. Yes. The name of the event is called. Capital punishment. Yes. It is Father's Day. So. They ask. This make believe Barack Obama. Who looks like Barack Obama. If he went on a crack binge for two years. If a Mexican. Hits. Hits. A giant with his car. Both the giant and the Mexican are covered by Obamacare. I feel like the Mexican who hit the giant with the car would need insurance. He wouldn't need Obamacare. But okay. 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 I guess Obamacare now is competing with Geico and, and Progressive and Allstate and everything else that this podcast is not sponsored by, by the way. This podcast is not sponsored by Obamacare, nor Geico, nor Progressive, nor Allstate, or for that matter, State Farm or anywhere else. Anyway, back to the task at hand, both the Giant and the Mexican are covered by Obamacare. Obamacare. So, then Vicky Guerrero comes by, and she's got something to say. So, as she's walking past, she says, Excuse me! I said excuse me! (laughs) And Dolph Ziggler walks by, of course, flanked by Vicky Guerrero. And Vicky ends up, basically... (laughs) And here's one of those dad jokes I was telling you about. Um... ...getting up in Barack Obama's face... ...and, um... ...she gets carried away by the security guards... ...and... ...someone says... ...very sorry about... Oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter says... ...very sorry about that, Mr. President. <clears throat> I suppose you could say Vicky got... ...carried away. Because... ...she literally got carried away... But putting her hands on the president. For one. And for two. (laughs) She got carried away by the security. So there you go. There's your double entendre. Dad joke. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now earlier I asked you guys a hypothetical question. If a Mexican hit... It's a giant with his car. Are both of them covered by... <coughs> I, I, I can't. <laughs> both of them are covered by Obamacare. <laughs> by Obamacare. Okay. Um, as we see our next match, Alberto Del Rio versus The Big Show. Um, Henry, so, Mark Henry comes down to the ring, uh, before the match begins, or a little bit after the match begins, rather, because the bell's already rung, even though Michael Cole states that the bell hasn't rung. The bell rang whenever Alberto came out, uh, honking his horn to that, um, vehicle that he had. Some sort of Ferrari. <coughs> Nonetheless... What we uh end up getting treated to is the fact that Alberto Del Rio, um pretty much gets a pass on this whole entire match because Mark Henry comes out, puts Del sorry, Mark Henry comes out, puts the big show through a table due to actions that happened three or four weeks ago. The referee refuses to count to ten count the Big Show out because I guess that wasn't the schedule that they were planning on doing Um, you know it was kind of like hey I need you to get into the ring hey show are you good to go hey Big Show are you okay and then he's like yeah I'm fine just let me get up yeah I'm fine and then he's on one knee for like all of five six seven eight ten twelve fourteen minutes almost the entirety of this match Revolves around the Big Show trying to get to his feet. As Alberto Del Rio tries to take him down. And this was a. Really. Slow paced match. Where the Big Show couldn't. Defend himself according to what the referee said. And. It wasn't. It wasn't fun to watch at all. <clears throat> because apparently the Big Show got hit by a car two weeks ago. And for that matter he pissed off Mark Henry. Who put him through a table. Um, he really made a lot of mistakes here. Within the last seven or eight days. Now Del Rio claims that hitting the Big Show with his with his ferrari was an accident despite the fact that whenever it happened they showed the clip from two weeks ago before this event and del rio literally comes up to the big show who's minding his own business slaps him in the face and then afterwards runs like a coward gets inside said vehicle and then uh proceeds to run him over and then afterwards flee the scene so i'm pretty sure it wasn't an accident Unless, unless you don't speak English that well, in in Mexico, an accident means that you meant to do it. Which I would highly doubt is the case. Oh. So then we go to R-Truth, who, for whatever reason, has a photographer, and he's about to give him the business, you know? He's about to punch him right square in the nose, and then he says, so, you here to take my picture? And then he said, I can't, I can't do that truth. He said, you haven't won WWE Championship. And he says, so you mean to tell me that you're not going to take my picture? Like, uh, well, we'll see how the championship match goes, you know. Well, if you don't know John uh, John Cena, <laughs> if you don't know R-Truth had stole John Cena's championship and um, the photographer didn't want to take his picture because of the nameplate. The nameplate always has the champion's name on it and R-Truth had stolen John Cena's championship um, and it still had John Cena's nameplate on it. And then he says... Our truth looks at this man and then he says something about I'm over here talking about taking pictures and you're talking about nameplates? He's got him by his neck. And he's like I'm about to kill you. (laughs) Wade Barrett comes out to let everyone know how not so great America is. Keep in mind it is Father's Day. Keep in mind that we are at the nation's capital, and the name of the event is Capital Punishment. We've already had one um, vignette from... I wouldn't say vignette, but more or less like, you know, Barack Obama talking where Vicky Guerrero got, quote, carried away. How not-so-a-great America is, uh, saying in ten years... We will all be speaking Chinese now. This was in 2011, so in 10 years, wouldn't that be 2021? Hmm. Huh. And uh, apparently, there is no core. So, core was a uh, group that Wade Barrett. I, I'm sorry, Wade Barrett did not run the core. Um, he ran the Nexus. Um, the Corps had no leader, if I remember correctly. Um, Wade Barrett, who is the Intercontinental Champion, versus Ezekiel Jackson. And, (laughs) we, because Wade Barrett made fun of the United States of America, uh, saying that you want to know what makes the U.S. so piss poor, basically, is what, Wade Barrett says, he says there's no Queen. Of course, because he's from, you know, the other part of British I can't think of the name of the place. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's from Europe. Somewhere in Europe. The UK. And now I'm getting closer. You know, but what part of the UK? You know, please tell me. Um... Is he from Manchester, England? Okay, England. There we go. I You see? It took me a minute. He's either from like Manchester or... Or, um... I know that he's not from London. tea sipping bastard. But anyway, uh, Wade Barrett, our Intercontinental Champion, goes up against Ezekiel Jackson who is from South America, I think. I'm not sure what part of South America. But Ezekiel Jackson versus Wade Barrett and halfway through the match because Wade Barrett chose to make fun of America and say that America sucks basically. We get USA chance despite none of them in none of the participants in the match being from the USA. So, I'm not sure who they're chanting for. Nonetheless, I would assume that they're chanting for Ezekiel Jackson, seeing as though that the one person who made fun of America is Wade Barrett. And we do see a new Intercontinental Champion. So, that's two titles thus far that have changed hands. And there are four championship matches in this event right here. Um, Wade Barrett ends up losing the intercontinental championship and then we get our next i suppose you could call it dad joke i wouldn't really call it dad a dad joke per se but i mean it's kind of funny sort of so they're shooting the breeze with the president um oh and i gave that last match three out of five stars so they're shooting the breeze with the president, and yes, I am putting that in air quotes. Santino, as um Santino Marilla, to the president, he ends up looking at him and then saying, "Do you want to see my cobra?" What? So anyway, whenever Santino says that, what he means is that he has this finishing maneuver. that for whatever reason he he kind of just jabs people almost like with an open claw i don't i don't get it either but anyway he tries to show it to the president and the the people playing the secret service all of a sudden tackle uh (laughs) tackle him because they think that he's going to attack the president with the cobra He says he's got a snake, and then he he starts tackling him, and then he goes, no, it's my finishing maneuver, it's my finishing maneuver, and Santino always has been this, this comic relief, if you will, I swear, it's it's hilarious, and then we go to uh, CM Punk, who's getting interviewed by Josh Matthews, and Punk says, Ray is a liar, and... Punk never really specifies what Rey Mysterio is lying about, except for being a hero, maybe, because he does mention the fact that Rey Mysterio wants everyone to believe that he's a hero, when the fact is that he's hiding, he's hiding behind the mask, and it's a facade. But other than that, uh, CM Punk's rambles really don't make much sense whenever he, he goes out to basically say something along the lines of, you know, it's it's just not very amusing to hear someone say something like, oh, you know, you're you're a liar and you've been lying this entire time because you've been wearing a mask. Now, I have a note here that tells me to basically uh, talk about lucha culture because Michael Cole in his infinite wisdom color commentary ladies and gentlemen ends up saying Ray is hiding behind a mask so for those of you who aren't aware I'm not really sure where it started I'm not really sure how it started it could be Spanish conquistadors it could have been before the Spanish conquistadors it could have been the Aztecs it could have been the Romans in the Colosseum could have been before the romans it could have been the cavemen i don't know one thing that i do know though is that in a setting like a lucha wrestling setting that that mask is something known as your pride that is something that you take to your grave you never allow someone to unmask you you never allow someone to tamper with your um mask I'm not really sure where the passion for the mask is, you know, in lucha wrestling, in their culture, but I can respect it. Respect the mask. <clears throat> and Michael Cole is is not a good look for him to come out and say something along the lines of, Oh, he's hiding behind the facade that is the mask, and I'm 100% with CM Punk. As CM Punk faces off against Rey Mysterio. Also, here's a... A flex by Michael Cole. He says, reminder that I am undefeated at WrestleMania. CM Punk's uh, father raised him straight edge. Okay, so I watched a mini-documentary about CM Punk. And um, in that mini-documentary... So, they talk about how it's Father's Day, and um, they talk about the morals of CM Punk and what drives him. Michael Cole makes a huge mistake here. He says that CM Punk's father raised him to be straight edge, and that's not entirely true. If you know what I know, you know that uh, CM Punk was at a Little League game. He said in an interview one time that... It really shaped his future to not drink, to not smoke, to not do drugs because he never wanted to end up like his father, who was a drunk. And much like I said earlier in this program, I don't want my mom to find my podcast because I talk about her a lot and... She, unfortunately, is a um, drug addict, or at least she was. Not really sure what her drug of choice is. I've heard a lot from a lot of people in my family. Xanaxes, Klonopin's, um, Roxy 40's, Roxy 20's, Roxy 80's. I'm not really sure what all these pills are. You know, I don't know if she snorts Viagra. It doesn't matter. It's not important, and for that matter... Michael Cole is really uneducated whenever it comes to certain things that he needs to get his facts straight before he goes and says stuff that later gets contradicted by other stuff that you would see on WWE media or other uh, television outlets. CM Punk had a DVD that was briefly sold in stores and online and not only that, but they've also ran the Um, I don't know if it's still on the WWE Network, or for that matter, Peacock. The WWE side of Peacock, I would imagine not, seeing as though there is no contract holding WWE's uh, media to CM Punk's media. But, um, one thing that they did have was a mini-documentary about CM Punk. Um, where he was talking to the camera about why he's he chose to be straight edge. <coughs> As CM Punk faces off against Rey Mysterio and honestly this match was a great story. So I gave it the 5 out of 5. Because they just they just told a great story. I don't know how else to say it. CM Punk's such a great bad guy. World Championship match as... Is that the last one? Okay. Then we go to the World Championship match as... Randy Orton, the champion, faces off against Christian, the challenger. <coughs> 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 so there really was no story here other than the fact that Christian felt as though that he was wronged against Orton in previous uh, wrestling matches or, for that matter, previous uh, competitions, previous contests. Uh, Christian is done Christian is done listening to the fans and he takes in he talks in the first person rather. You know how the rock comes out, usually he'll start talking like now the rock says or Steve Austin sometimes will come out and then he'll say something along the lines of Stone Cold Steve Austin thanks. Well, that's exactly what Christian does, kind of. He says, Christian is done listening to all of you. Of course, pointing out to the fans and then saying how much Christian has been listening to you for far too long. As if Christian is a different person, you know. Whenever The Rock does it, he makes it seem like he's talking about himself, Referring to himself, not as Dwayne thinks that there are people in the audience who don't care about him. You know, like, of course, his first name being Dwayne. It'd be like if I went, you know, decided it was a good idea to be like, and then Mocha gave this match six out of 16 stars. And then Mocha turned the page on his um wrestling journal here. And then Mocha wiped his nose, and then Mocha coughed. (coughs) To further exaggerate how mad Mocha was, he then took a sip of iced tea, which he had sitting beside of him, beside of his laptop. I'm sorry, beside of Mocha's laptop. You know, this is something (laughs) that Christian did. uh, Basically, in order to... In order to, I guess, further invoke a reaction from the crowd. Or maybe he thought it would be a good touch. He's like, you know what? Steve Austin used to do that and so did The Rock. So I might want to start doing that in order to put myself over. Well, it only works if you know exactly how to portray it. You know, Randy Orton versus Christian... As uh, Christian says he deserves a title shot, uh, plays an underdog, the only person that the only person who believes in him is himself. Um, Really, there's no story here aside from the fact that Randy Orton's got a concussion. And if Randy Orton gets hit in the head too many times, this almost seems like a video game QTE, quick time event, that it was almost like every time that Christian would punch Randy in the head that they would go, Oh my goodness. Randy just had his brain scrambled again. Oh, well he doesn't know where he's at right now. You know, commentary, 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 commentary. They're all, they're always going through these motions wherever they're like, Oh, look at him. He's, he's, his eyes are all glazed over like a couple of donuts, you know? (laughs) It's like, Wait, what? <laughs> he just punched him in the head. Calm down, man. This is not a UFC fight. I get the fact that they're trying to sell the injury, you know? Um but what I don't really get is the fact as to why they're trying to sell the injury. Like, what makes it relevant to the match at hand here? Also, uh, Michael Cole gets a scoop slam mixed up with a power slam. So, usually whenever Randy Orton goes uh, beast mode, if you will, he goes ham on his opponents. He does a marriott of moves, and one of those moves happens to be a a power slam off of the um, Irish Whip. And as he does the Irish whip, he goes into the power slam, and Michael Cole calls it a scoop slam. (sighs) Michael Cole, you should have had a V8. Uh, No story driven to the match so far. Won the title, but then he lost it five days later, and he blames the people for that because the people voted him to uh, face off against Randy Orton. Instead of someone else just, I want a title, so I get a title, is what it seems like, uh, that they just ran with. Christian's foot under the bottom rope for the... You remember where, at the beginning of this program, where we talked about scandal? Well, that makes scandal number two, I suppose you could say. Because the first scandal was whenever Vicky Guerrero, uh, for whatever reason, decided that it was a good idea to uh, rake the eyes of Kofi Kingston and cost him the uh, championship match. So we already seen two titles change hands, and Randy is the first one to retain his championship. Then we get what is billed as a bonus match. As Jack Swagger faces off against Evan Airborne. One second. I got a burp. Nope. Don't got a burp. Okay. Thanks to you, Cole, I didn't get a call from my son on Father's Day. Now, I really don't know what this means, but Jerry Lawer ends up saying something along the lines of, Thanks to you, Cole, I didn't get a call from my son on Father's Day. Um, which, as I've stated before, they're drilling it into your mind right now. Just pop, 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 almost like a nail with, you know, a mallet. For whatever reason, thanks to Michael Cole, Jerry Law didn't get a call from his son. Which, if you don't know, Jerry Law's son is, um, uh, Grandmaster Sexay, who used to be a part of a tag team... Uh Oh man, I forget. Like in the early 90s, they were known as Too Hot and Too Cool. But later on they would uh evolve from Too Hot and Too Cool and they would uh, Brian Christopher I think is his name. But he would end up being uh, Grandmaster Sex A whenever they would have a short stint with Rakishi. But I forget the name of the team for whatever reason that e- evades me. <coughs> for whatever reason I can't remember the name of the team that they they were. Okay, so I made a note here to talk about Matt Sydal and Jack Jake Hager. So, that's basically what this bonus match is. It's Jack Swagger versus Evan Bourne um and Matt Seidel, I've seen him before in <clears throat> in other companies, but for whatever reason whenever you come to WWE, doesn't matter whether you're from Ring of Honor, or whether you're from, usually they'll make you change in a way, or one way or another, um, they'll really have you. You know, we like certain parts of your your persona, but we don't like this, 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 this. And then they'll tweak it a little bit. If you, I mean, they'll tell you what they like and what they don't like, or what they feel as though that um, other people won't like and yes I'm putting won't like in quotation marks because it's subjective really a wide majority of people would just prefer it and it does seem a little bit more authentic if you just be yourself that's what I've come to learn as well is that if as if and as long as I'm portraying myself, then it's going to come off as a lot more authentic as a um, radio personality, if you will, if that's what you want to call me. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, don't really know what what exactly it is that um, what am I doing with my life? I don't know. I'm just making it up as I go. <clears throat> but what I mean to say is the fact that it comes off a lot more authentic. It, It's not forced. It's almost like slicing bread, you know? You can slice bread. And the best thing since sliced bread, if you think about it, is you being yourself and being authentic. You just can't come up to people and make friends like I'm trying to do right now. You know, relate to people whenever you're trying to be someone that you're not. I can act like I'm a South African prince, but it doesn't mean that I'm a South African prince, you know? But, anyway, and that's exactly what the kind of vibe that I get whenever I see people like Evan Bourne, who is just the WWE persona of Matt Seidel. If they would just let him be Matt Seidel, then... It's almost like Evan Bourne is a shorter version of Matt Sidell because whenever he goes over to Impact Wrestling, he's somewhat taller, you know? I don't know if it's the hair. I don't know if it's the fact that he acts a little bit different, and he does. And then once he comes from Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, all these other places, he's not Evan Bourne, you know? He's Matt Sidell. And he's so good as the Matt Seidel character. Um, And Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, it's a beautiful uh, transformation. Jack Swagger had a lisp. Jack Swagger, um... Jake Hager doesn't have any of that. And Jake Hager is, I don't know whether or not this is true or not, but they claim that he's undefeated in mixed martial arts. Holds a record of 13 knockouts and zero losses. So I don't know whether or not that's true or not. But, you know, in a wrestling persona maybe maybe it is. So afterwards, after we get this bonus match, we get Obama who comes out and yes, I did put Obama in air quotes or rather, you know, quotations who comes out and he says, our truth is like Joe Biden or our truth is like the Joe Biden of WWE. I can't understand what he's saying, but he's a, but he's a hoot. (laughs) So our truth is like the Joe Biden of WWE. (laughs) And this was in 2011. I didn't even know that Joe Biden was a candidate in 2011 but okay okay and he also says shout out to teddy long who's like a combination of george w bush and myself because he's either doing something wrong or nothing at all (laughs) and he says exactly what i'm going to say right now who's ready for the main event Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. No, it's not time to get pregnant. No, it's not time for Sunday night football. Holy crap, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Hang on one second, got to correct something. Sorry about that, I had to put, I had to put somebody's head in a toilet and flush it because. Alrighty then, it turns out that my light's not going to be working for the rest of this review, so I'm going to have to steal this candle for a second. Who's ready for the main event? I am. Okay, and uh, Booker T brings, before Barack Obama leaves, Booker T grabs a microphone and basically says, hey, hey, um, homie. He keeps saying homie, and then he says, sorry, sorry, Mr. President. And then he, he ends up basically getting in the ring with the President of the United States. And um, he ends up basically um, trying to ask the President to a dance-off. And <clears throat> he he does somewhat of a dance-off. They do dance off. Uh, Booker T, back in the day, back in like 2001, used to come out different times. And he would say something like that he wants to give these people what they came to see. Something like that. And um, what did they come to see, you might be asking. Well, it was obviously the Spinner which was like his go-to move that he would always do while they played his music after. It's kind of like a celebration. He would do it after he wins some sort of title or something of that nature. And now, you remember earlier in the program where I said that we are in the for whatever reason, the Home of scandal. Well, I said that. You know, it's basically like saying... It is scandal. whole bunch of propaganda. <clears throat> well, R-Truth seems to think... That there is a conspiracy against him. For whatever reason, he looks at the crowd... And all he sees is a whole bunch of little jimmies. Which he refers to as John Cena fans. Little jimmies. Our truth is a victim of a company wide conspiracy. For 10 years I came out here to this ring. He says laughing, rapping, dancing and smiling. And where did it get me? He says it got me nowhere fast. No golden goose eggs for our truth He says nothing but goose eggs. Our <laughs> truth is really a gem of a superstar. And this is exactly why I wanted to look at this. This is exactly why I wanted to talk about this. Because as I said earlier in the program, I couldn't go five minutes last week, ten minutes, let alone fifteen minutes, without seeing a tweet someone saying something kind, something nice or something really you know heartwarming to our truth. They there's people on Twitter who say stuff like oh, you know nobody hates this man and that is that is awesome. You know, if I can if I can prove that that nobody hates this man. Hell, I thought nobody hated Johnny Gargano until I got to um Until I got the unfortunate pleasure of meeting one kid named Alex who apparently hates him online. And I'm like, how can you hate Johnny Gargano? Johnny Wrestling is so good, you know? How can you hate this man? You must be jealous or something. He's like, no, I ain't jealous. And then, of course, I get told, well, I didn't think that I'd meet anybody who hated Kevin Owens until I met you. Ha ha ha. Yeah, 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 whatever. Our truth ain't got no golden goose eggs. He's he's getting nothing but goose eggs. And now I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Years later, Sami Zayn would try to duplicate this same gimmick, the whole company-wide conspiracy. For whatever reason, he had a camera crew follow him around and make a documentary. But every time that I seen Sami Zayn doing Sami Zayn things, even though technically it was R-Truth who did it first... Once again, ripping someone else's gimmick off because one, he's not original. Two, he's a clown. Three, he's got no talent. Four, need I say more? I mean, yes, if I must say more, then allow... I'm sure he smells bad. Five, he doesn't shave his beard. Six, he's got no talent in the wrestling ring. Um, I mean, if I was to go with someone scary for Halloween, it would be Sami Zayn. Because no one would want to be around me. Because as soon as I put on the mask, I would probably turn into a bumbling retard. Anyway, aside from all that, Sami Zayn doesn't really uh, uh, attach himself to this gimmick. You know, like I was saying earlier, you can tell whenever something's genuine. Like right now, I'm giving Sami Zayn a scolding. I'm, I'm basically roasting this man. Because, and it's genuine, I didn't write any of this down, and I didn't have to think about insults beforehand, because I already know what to say about the subject at hand whenever someone tries to ask me about it, so that I'll have it, you know, on a go-go, instead of being like, oh, hang on, let me pull out this sheet of paper that I have in my back pocket that I keep just for people like you. <coughs> And, of course, the point of this is not to roast Sami Zayn, but rather, I didn't want to mention him, really. I don't want to have to say the word Sammy Zayn again, let alone Kevin Owens. But I seem to have to recollect this because it's Zayn's fault because he's the one who decided it was a good idea to try this gimmick Even though he can't pull it off. To save his life. our truth is a fry short of a happy meal. Is what they say about. Is also what they said about AJ Lee. So AJ Lee also played the crazy gimmick. And she did it so well. She did it so good. Every time that she was on camera, there was always something wrong. um, Or something that goes wrong, rather. And even her best friend at the time, Caitlin, um, ended up saying, Well, AJ, you're acting a little... And then AJ looks straight at Caitlin and then says, Were you about to say crazy? (laughs) And then every time that someone would say that word... (laughs) CM Punk uh, wore this t-shirt that says I dig crazy chicks oh you guys know you guys know exactly what. if you haven't seen the AJ Lee thing oh my god it's so good oh my god it's so good she's so talented a range of acting skills if you will Jerry Lawler was in the WWE for 18 years before getting his first championship match. And Cole says, so Michael Cole and um, Jerry Lawler and Booker T, they end up talking about their pasts and talking about how crazy our truth is for whatever reason and for whatever reason, they go through Booker T's past history, and they find out, wait a minute, Booker, didn't, didn't you used to walk around and call yourself a king, and then he looks to, like, his left and his right, and then he says, I'm surrounded by kings, because, of course, there's Jerry the King Lawler, and then there's King Booker, <laughs> he used to come out and and say, silence my loyal subjects or whatever he used to say <clears throat> my loyal servants either there were servants or there were subjects and i forget which one that they were but i suppose that's not the point right now our truth puts on a fantastic performance by the way it is a It is amazing to see this man work, not just with his character work, everything that he does, down to the to the very um, whole gimmick and everything. The match ends so abruptly, like you would never guess when this match ends, but it's whenever R-Truth decides that it's a good idea to go outside... Catch a little bit of a breather as he's got John Cena on the ropes, so to speak, you know, and he throws John Cena out of the ring. He goes outside the ring and there's a kid with a a full cup of water and he sees that the cup of water has John Cena on it. He decides it's a good idea to take that kid's hat off of his head. He's wearing the John Cena hat now. And then R-Truth takes a big gulp of that kid's big gulp uh, cup. And whenever our truth gives the kid back his big gulp cup, <laughs> the kid throws the water in R-Truth's face. And all of a sudden John Cena just comes from no man's land because he was outside the ring as the referee was starting to count to 10. And um, John Cena throws our truth back into the ring and then hits him with the AA. And then, one, two, three, ding, 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 here's your winner and still champion, John Cena. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard <laughs> because I'd never seen a wrestling match in like that. So. The commentary team was laughing. They were like, "Uh, well, R-Truth was hoping to get a breather, but instead he ended up getting all wet. Because, of course, this kid just threw his water, his water, on R-Truth. R-Truth didn't ask for that. (sighs) R-Truth now, I would imagine, more than anything, he, he thinks that little Jimmy was out to get him this entire time. Because that's exactly... Just comes out talking about little Jimmy. (laughs) He's one fry short of a happy meal, they said. (laughs) God dang it, man, I swear. This has been fun, everyone. And looking back at R Truth, like I said, I couldn't go five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour without seeing these people just hashtag R Truth, hashtag oh my God, he's so good. R-Truth is just because of what happened on NXT because he's apparently the uh, 24-7 champion or something like that and R-Truth is just God he's just so good there's nothing that this man can't do if he was to play a psychopath in a movie then they would find the right role if they was to choose R-Truth just everything about our truth and i gave this match four and a half out of five stars it was that damn good and i would have gave it five out of five stars had it would have been either a little bit longer or it would have had you know how they were talking about scandal earlier like you know Isn't it ironic that we are in the birthplace of scandal? And then, as I stated, they showed, like, Bill Clinton, I think it was, or Reagan, whoever it was, uh, hugging some woman. I don't really get that one. Or the, the motorcade before, you know, John F. Kennedy gets his head blown off. They were showing all these you know, past presidential, like the happy birthday, Mr. President, you know, once again, John F. Kennedy had an affair with, um, Marilyn Monroe. I keep having to stop myself from saying Manson because, you know, I still can't tell whether Marilyn Manson is a man or a woman, but nonetheless, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and stop it right there because I, I guess I've been rambling for far too long but you know little jimmy little jimmy's in my room and the grease about to hit the pan you know thank you all ladies and gentlemen where'd that pen go god dang it it's a conspiracy they took my pen Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this week as I'm losing my voice uh, for joining me this week for another episode of the Gut Wrench Podcast. And by the way, before we go any further, I just want to reiterate something. My Twitter is P1 underscore B-B-A-Y. And I just want to reiterate something else, too. I forgot what I was going to say. I just hate it when that happens. Because now, I'm going to have to wait until next week before I remember what it is that I was going to say. That wasn't about... Okay. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining me. That's a wrap. Everybody have... Good night, everybody.